the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. We'll keep our eyes on the headlines from Ukraine. Talk more about Ohio and local issues today. But whether it's locally or whether it is nationally or whether it is internationally, there is a famous quote that applies, and that quote is from uh, Edmund Burke. The only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. There are good men doing something in Ukraine. Uh, We need good men to do something here. Thankfully, in our community on the hilltop, uh, good men are doing something. Uh, A shockingly down-the-middle story in today's Columbus Dispatch from Danae King about eight churches coming together in the hilltop to open a Christian school next year in the hilltop for kids who live there. It is one of of Columbus's uh, most disadvantaged communities. It is one of Columbus's most violent communities. Therefore, it is a community that desperately needs the love of Christ demonstrated to kids, needs discipline, needs true American history and authentic American values taught to little children as they grow up. That is the aim. It is a uh, partnership, as I said, of eight churches in that area, and also of our friends at the Center for Christian Virtue. Uh, The pastor on the hilltop is Ben Douglas, who preaches at Faith Community Church on the hilltop. Uh, Troy McIntosh of CCV says that Pastor Douglas has been the driving force behind what will be called Westside Christian School. Uh, I know this from a personal perspective. If you want your kids schooled in a Christian environment, uh, it's expensive, number one, and it's often inconvenient. Uh, We drive our kids 20-some miles to a Christian school. Um, A Catholic school is really not an option for us. We wanted a Christian school. I'm not making any comment on a Catholic school. We're just not Catholic. So we didn't want a Catholic school. And this is the good news is it's part of an endeavor that they are at CCV supporting and hoping to drive to create more Christian schools in the state of Ohio in the coming years. Uh, Pastor Douglas of Faith Community Church makes no bones about what they're going to do. We are starting a Christian private school because we have Christian values. We want to help our kids grow up in a Christian worldview. Now, uh, as he often does, God has provided the perfect person for this. Her name is Brenda Williams. She will be the school principal. She's gone to one of the churches, Memorial Baptist Church, for three decades plus. 
She's worked in education for 30 years. She's been a teacher in a Christian school for 10 years. She'd retired, and she was looking to find what's next. What does God have for me next? And this opportunity came along. They're going to start enrolling kids in mid-March. They'll have kindergarten, first grade, second grade. They'll have about 15 to 18 kids per class, and hopefully it will grow over the years. This is how I know some Christian schools in the area have started. They start with elementary schools, and they add the grade they're not offering that first year. They offer it the next year. So that the kids, they're always adding a grade as the kids grow up, and eventually they have all 12 grades. So CCV and their partnership arm, Ohio Christian Education Network, wants to open, according to Troy McIntosh of CCV, dozens of schools in Ohio. We need this. We need this desperately. And this will be like KIPP. There's a waiting list of 2,000 kids to get into KIPP. Why? Because Columbus City Schools stink. They're horrible. They have awful leadership. And so inner city families, they want their kids to go to KIPP. They want the discipline. They want the uniforms. They want more to be expected of young people. And they want people who are not enslaved to teachers' unions and woke politics to raise their kids to understand that meritocracy is not racist, being on time is not racist, that everybody has within them an ability to achieve. But they must apply themselves. Things are not handed to you. You're not a victim. You're given an opportunity. You're not guaranteed an outcome. These are the values that are imparted at charter schools and at private schools, not in public schools. These are not the values of public schools. They are not. Entitlement. Why would they be against competition? Because they know they can't stack up against competition. That's why. So Troy McIntosh of CCV said they insisted, or they they are insistent that these schools remain in the areas that they serve. He says, we really wanted a neighborhood school, one that's going to be able to invest in the West Side. And this quote from a grandmother who's taking care of her grandchildren, uh, I think, is a sentiment that a lot of people share. She said, I believe the Christian school will teach them more about the world God has created for them and how they can find purpose and meaning in life. This school will also help them recognize the relationship of Christ instead of just Sunday morning and have a biblical worldview all through the week. Now, back to her point about how they can find purpose and meaning in life. Purpose and meaning in life is derived from serving others. That is how purpose and meaning in life is derived, from serving others. It is not derived from presuming that if you don't have something, it's someone else's fault. Purpose and meaning in life is derived from the gratification you get by sublimating your own desires to help someone else. Those values are not imparted in our public schools. That is why private schools, Christian schools are flourishing, why there is a hunger for more of them, and why this school will have a waiting list, just like KIPP does. KIPP is not a Christian school, but it is a charter school. So that is what you will see. Now, in the vein of all that is required for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing, we need to elect better people, not just men, but people. I don't care what your sex is. No, I will not use the term gender. Gender is a made-up term. You are male or female at birth. 
irrevocable. I don't care if you're male or female. I don't care if you're black or white. I care if you understand that America is the greatest country of all time, why it's the greatest country of all time, and that you serve, serve, a public servant is an elected official. Hopefully, we can get back to that, rather than just a grift to make millions like the Biden crime family. We need to elect good people. So we have two very consequential elections coming up in Ohio. We have a primary for governor, which for an incumbent Republican governor, very odd to face robust challenges. Mike DeWine faces robust challenges. And on the senatorial side, we have a retiring senator, Rob Portman, who recognized, I guess to his credit, that he's unfit to fight the fight that must be fought now in this climate of wokeism. So Rob Portman wants to go home and eat steaks at the Golden Lamb, the restaurant that his family owns in Lebanon, and that's fine. So his spot is up for grabs. And we have a lot of Republicans seeking it, and they're all seeking Donald Trump's approval and endorsement. So there is a new poll out that characterizes the field for senator and for governor in the state of Ohio, and we will give you the details on that poll next on The Bruce Hooley Show. So the Conservative Political Action Conference is wrapped up in Orlando. Anybody who's everybody speaks there. Trump spoke there. Mike Pompeo spoke there. Anybody who's everybody in or anybody who's anybody in the conservative realm. Lots of politicians, lots of media people. And they take a straw poll at the end for who they would like to run for president. Uh, Donald Trump won. The straw poll for the second straight year, Ron DeSantis came in second. Same thing. Second straight year for DeSantis in the runner-up position. Trump got 59% of the vote. Can we please move on? Can we make him president emeritus and give Ron DeSantis the green light to run? (laughs) It would be fine with me if he ran unopposed. Uh I'm heartened that Trump last year got 55% of the vote and DeSantis got 21%. So DeSantis is gaining. In three more years, gains 10% every year, will be in a good spot. When they remove Trump's name as an option, DeSantis gets 61% and Mike Pompeo 6.3%. Way down at the bottom, with no negligible support, is John Kasich. <laughs> Oh, John, so close, but yet so far. Now, in Ohio politics, of course, we have a primary coming up in May, assuming we get our districts drawn and we can actually do it. And NBC4, that's your local NBC affiliate, has commissioned a poll for the Senate race, Republican and Democrat, and the gubernatorial race. Republican and Democrat. It was done by Emerson College Polling. They surveyed 723 likely voters, 313 for Democrats, 410 for Republicans, using text-to-web, an online panel, and automated phone calls. All right, I think polls with automated phone calls are, I think the margin of error is high because a lot of people hang up or a lot of people just don't have to articulate their choices, and they may do it to throw them off. The margin of error in this poll, they admit, is very high. Democratic 
margin of error is 5.5%. Republican margin of error is almost 5%. So you could theoretically gain 10% or lose 10% approximately on either side. But what does the poll say? All right, now I don't know if the poll is right, because again, I think the sample size is small. But here is uh, Isabel, what's Isabel's last name? Isabel Holloway. She's their director of survey operations. Uh, Talking first about Republican Senator Rob Portman's endorsement of Jane Timken. Does Jane Timken get much of a lift out of Portman's endorsement according to their poll results? We also asked a question about the endorsement of Jane Timken by Senator Rob Portman. We found that question particularly interesting because a very small percentage of voters said that that endorsement would make them more likely to vote for Timken. That shows that Portman's endorsement, in comparison to Trump's endorsement, holds much less weight among the Republican primary electorate. That is a Captain Obvious result. Rob Portman's endorsement doesn't mean as much as Donald Trump's endorsement. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Got to ask the question. Got to give the results. I'm just saying, anybody could have told you that. I think even Rob Portman's family would tell you that. Now, what about the Senate race? Bernie Moreno dropped out. Josh Mandel has been leading, right? Every poll you've seen, Trafalgar poll, Mandel's poll, every poll says Josh Mandel's leading. Mandel's running commercials in his Marine uniform. Looks very sharp in that Marine uniform as a young man. And then he ends his commercial with pro-God, pro-gun, pro-Trump. Jane Timken is running commercials. Jane Timken shows a picture of herself and a grinning thumbs up Donald Trump. She wants Donald Trump's endorsement. But the poll says that the guy in front now is Mike Gibbons. Huh? What? Mike Gibbons, 22%. Mandel, 15% within the margin of error. But that's interesting, at least. Uh, what are the other candidates in the race? Uh, Gibbons at 22, Mandel at 14.9, J.D. Vance at 7.7, Matt Dolan at 6.2, and Jane Timken, 5.7. I posted something on social media yesterday. I did see a Matt Dolan commercial yesterday. I don't think he brought up Trump. You know what else he didn't bring up? He didn't bring up his co-sponsorship of the, what is it called in Ohio? Fairness? Act is basically to establish LGBTQ people as a protected class. Couldn't discriminate against them. Now, I don't advocate discriminating against them, but I don't want them to be a protected class. You say, well, that is discrimination. No, it's not. I think if you have a rental property, you shouldn't have to rent it to LGBTQ people if you don't want to because it might conflict with your religious beliefs. You shouldn't restrict black people from living there or Asian people from living there, Hispanic people from living there, or if you're one of those ethnicities, a white couple from living there. But I just don't think that because it's a morality issue, because it's a holiness issue, that that is right to give them protected status. So Matt Dolan is not exactly touting that as a part of his resume to Republican voters. If he goes into a Democratic neighborhood, I'm sure he will tout that, you know, I'm the one who sponsored Matt Dolan. Uh, will not win, and heaven forbid if he does win, because he's not a true conservative. But the real winner on the Republican senatorial poll is undecided. uh, 39% of voters are undecided. Four out of ten are undecided. So it's wide open. Gibbons, I think, should be encouraged by this poll. 
Uh, here is more from Isabel Holloway of Emerson College, noting that on the GOP side in the Senate, it is wide open. Our numbers in the Republican Senate race show that there's no clear front runner at this point. We have Gibbons at 22%, followed by Mandel at 15%, but there are a couple of other candidates that are still kind of in that conversation. With the plurality of voters still undecided, it's clear that any of these candidates could make a move in the next two months. It's really interesting to look at the next question that we asked about the impact of a potential Trump endorsement. Since Trump has not chosen to endorse at this time in the Senate primary, It'll be interesting to see over the next two months, if he does choose to endorse, how that makes an impact in the Senate race, as a majority of Republican primary voters say that a Trump endorsement makes them more likely to support a candidate. Now, I don't think Trump will endorse on the Senate side, unless he's absolutely positively certain that there's a person out front who can't lose, and then his endorsement will add to their numbers. I think right now it's too close between Mandel, Gibbons, Vance, Timken. I don't think he's going to endorse because he doesn't want to endorse someone and have them lose because, well, you know, the national media would celebrate that. Now, what about the governor poll? Mike DeWine on the Republican side running against Jim Renacci and Joe Blystone, the farmer. Isabel Holloway uh, says there is something weird here about Mike DeWine's support. The fact that... The gubernatorial race has a plurality of voters undecided is unusual considering that Mike DeWine is running as an incumbent. But right now we see that those who have made up their minds in the Republican primary for governor have not coalesced around one candidate or the other. We have both Blystone and Renacci at 20 and 9% support respectively, which means that voters haven't coalesced around one of them over DeWine yet. If Blystone could get Renacci out, Blystone could make a real run at DeWine. If Renacci could get Blystone out, Renacci could make a real run at DeWine. But here is Isabel Holloway talking about how DeWine is liked. DeWine is liked more by Democrats than he is by independents, which I've been telling you this. In this poll, we're dealing with both the Republican primary and the Democratic primary. In the Republican primary, you're dealing with an incumbent governor, Mike DeWine. What we found is we asked individuals whether or not they generally approve of the job that Mike DeWine is currently doing as governor of Ohio. Those numbers were interesting because we found that Mike DeWine had the highest approval among Democratic voters, Mm -hmm. followed by Republican voters, followed by independent voters. That means that independent voters are currently the ones who are seeing DeWine less favorably. We found that this translated into the ballot test because Republican primary Um, consisted more so of independent voters than the Democratic primary did. Since Ohio is an open primary state, where those independent voters decide to vote, whether in the Democratic primary or Republican primary, is very important. How we saw this kind of coming in relation to Mike DeWine's approval numbers is we saw that those independent voters who were viewing DeWine less favorably are inclined to be participating in that Republican primary. That That is exactly what I've been telling you. He's had easier chance to win the general than the primary. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.